When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Ordinary Epic contains depictions of fantasy violence, including combat, mortal harm, and bodily injury, as well as some cursing and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. The Ordinary Epic, Season 1, Episode 4, Going Rogue. So, guys... Uh-oh, this sounds ominous. Nothing sinister, I promise, but I am trying something new this time. Ooh, I love something new. No, why? Well, I have a very loose idea of how this adventure might go, but I'm leaving the details entirely up to you. Go wild, and I will do my very best to keep up. Improv, nice. You tried improv one time, right? I just like the concept. Anyway, it's a bit out of my comfort zone, but I've learned the hard way not to overplan. Wouldn't be a problem if you just controlled your table. Dom, be nice to Athena. So if everyone's ready? As long as Emo can behave herself this time. Well, that all depends. Will we be murdering the marginalized creatures of this fantasy world for fun and profit tonight? No, not tonight. Probably never again. Then my work here is done. Daniel, you're quieter than usual. Everything okay? Yep. You sure? Yep. Nothing in particular going on? Nope. Daniel, I swear, you are the original man of mystery. Thank you. Could you tell me just one thing about yourself? Anything. Uh, oh, he's studying pre-med. He still lives with his parents. He's 22, I think. Almost 22. You're 21! Ah, that's great! Now I know something about you. And are you living at home to save money? I did that. Uh, That's all you're going to get, new guy. He's like this with everyone. Except when he's Merrick. Right. Merrick does talk. Shall we? Yeah. Finally! Shall. After weeks on the run from the buyer and his men, you finally get a lead. The Baron is throwing a lavish masquerade, and several noted antiquarians will be in attendance. The perfect opportunity to learn more about the God Staff of Many Pieces, and perhaps who is after it, without risking unwanted attention. Now to find a way in. Then we are agreed. Plan have no violence, but that go along. Maybe violence later? Fack. Violence will attract attention. Attention? Bad. But violence so good. If you believe your illusions will see us through... Of course they will. I'll acquire our invitations tonight. Acquire, huh? Yes. Would that be forgery or theft? We're chasing your quest, Benedict. If you don't like the particulars of how we do it, then I suggest you go... Oh, no. Sorry. I didn't mean that. I'm actually curious. Really? I have to find myself a new path, right? I'm just exploring my options. Maybe thieving. Why not? I prefer the larcenous arts, thank you. We will be borrowing the invitations of lesser nobility. But what if they also show up? Strangely, all four of them will suffer very bad reactions to their extravagant dinners tonight. Nothing fatal, but they won't be straying far from their chamber pots for the next day or two. That's smart. (laughs) Thank you, Benedict. (laughs) Where did you learn how to do all this? 
Um, I mean, was it something you wanted to do, or were you sort of born into it? I suppose that I was born into a different trade and chose this one for myself. That's really interesting. What trade was that? Uh, medicine, maybe? That's what you learned about poison? Yes, actually. So your parents wanted you to pursue medicine, but you didn't. That's about the shape of it. You're truly a man of mystery, Merrick. I'm just curious to learn more about you. Perhaps we can get to know me later. Oh, certainly. It's a date. <sighs> Women fight in tiny dress. Mostly they don't. And that's the largest dress we could find. It's like a prison for Thack Glorious Belly. If it makes you feel any better, Thack, mine's a little tight too. Also, I look like a peacock. Yeah, really prefer my robes. What a group of negative Nixies you all are. Mine fits fine, and I rather like how it looks. Thack changed mine. This bad plan. It's a fine plan, and it isn't yet complete. Merrick, if you are prepared... To share all my thoughts with you? This is certain to be... illuminating. How to explain this to a mundane... Not every thought, only the ones you concentrate on sending me. And vice versa. That's a relief. It's certainly possible to read your mind or browse your memories, but of course, those are different spells. And you don't know those ones, right? Yet. Oh, good. Can you hear me? Oh, perfect. Merrick and I will be taking point on this. The rest of you would do well to say little and follow our lead. And as for our sore thumb here... Point ears not want here, Thack thoughts. I imagine they're a lot like Thack words. Yeah, but more killing insects. Wouldn't that be a treat? No, I'm more interested in your appearance. That sexist. Unfortunately, Lady Aurelia is not a half-orc noblewoman. Your present appearance will draw attention. However, could the very aspectum ocularum ad mundan. Very interesting. How that look? Quite a lot like a fair elven maiden. I'm pretty sure Lady Aurelia isn't that either. Well, an artist must take some liberty with his work and... Besides, it's a masquerade. Mm-hmm. Pointy ears make Thack look like pointy ears? <laughs> Whose ears are the pointiest now, fair lady? And one final detail. Utare vocum ad ores in Gerud. No matter how Thack look, Thack still kick shit out of pointy ears if Thack... Uh, what happening? Huh, it's something of an improvement. Improvement? Thack sound like Thack being strangled. <laughs> it's not funny. It is a little funny. <laughs> it's probably best if you don't speak. That also sexist. Or if you must, keep it to yes, no thank you, my lord, or an endearing giggle. <laughs> right, let's not do that ever again. Shall we proceed? I'm with Merrick. 
Right? Seen and not heard, Benedict. Thack ready. Your Lady Aurelia now, not Thack. Lady Aurelia ready. This is going to go really well. I just have that feeling. After more scrutiny than you would have liked from the Baron's greeter and the Baron's guards, you enter a lavishly decorated main hall, the crowd before you seeming to swim with a dazzling array of colorful costumes and masks. Traveling minstrels provide music for the evening's festivities, while more of the Baron's guards keep a watchful eye on proceedings. More security than I'd like. You don't think... As long as we act like we belong here, it shouldn't be a problem. Lady Aurelia, a pointy-ear maiden of large society. Of course Lady Aurelia belong here. Who you, peasant? Say I instead of your name. Uh, And it's high society. And you don't need to specify that you're an elf. And don't call anyone here a peasant. And actually, just don't say anything at all, please. I, a maiden of high society? Lady Aurelia and I are going to inspect the hall a bit more. Perhaps we'll detect trouble before trouble inevitably detects us. Right. Benedict and I, by which I mean mostly I, as Benedict has agreed to remain silent, will work the room, try to find antiquarians, and maybe some answers. Good luck. Don't believe in it, but thanks. You too. Now. Which of you unsuspecting rubes is my first mark? It's so interesting that you were a man of medicine who turned away from it. Really? I don't think it is. It is, because healing people is a path I chose. Well, it was chosen for me, but I liked it, I think. Anyway, that path sort of turned away from me, you know? Yes, fascinating. So we're the same, in a way. Except that I had to fight for this choice, and it cost me... much. Yeah? I know what you're trying to do, and it's not going to work. You can't con a con. Am I conning you? You're trying to get me to talk about how my controlling parents chose medicine for me, how I never really had a choice in the matter, and how betrayed they were when I instead turned to a life of cro- Larcenous artistry. God damn it, you conned me. Not at all. I'm just trying to get to know you. Yes, but you're using devious tactics to do it. Who knew that this strident, upright exterior hid such a rogue? You might just have a future in this after all. Oh no, I couldn't actually... That's what I thought. I owe them everything. I have to be what they want me to be. I couldn't possibly, but I could. And I did. And it hurt, but I walked away from them, from everything. I created a life defined by freedom and movement. One in which I could do literally whatever I wanted. And so can you. That's great, Merrick. So what was it exactly about the law? What does it matter? We're here to work, not talk about the past. Here we go. Follow my lead. Husband and I give them shelter, a reasonable weekly allowance. We save them from the streets, most likely. Almost certainly. What is the use of a servant if she cannot serve? Then reasonably sorry to interrupt your baleful tale, milady. I think we all know well your pain. The serving class truly are wretched. And you are... Oh, forgive me again. My manners. Rowan Dane, Count of Lorham, at your service. Yes, the lesser Dane. We've not had the pleasure. Remind me, what is your business? Textiles, mostly. Hmm. Simply fascinating. You flatter me, milady. My true passion, though, is the collection and preservation of antiquities. My acquaintance and I were hoping to introduce ourselves to like-minded attendees. But what was it exactly, Rowan, about antiquities that drew you away from the textiling life? I'd really like to know. 
the same things that draw you to this art, no doubt. It is such a vital calling. The old world has so many treasures, and if not for your efforts, they would molder in the ground or go to waste in the possession of some peasant, utterly unaware of its true worth. Indeed. Yes, precisely. So, you must be acquainted with some of the experts here tonight. Of course. When we first arrived, we exchanged pleasantries with Lord Peyton But I'm and- sure you find people would agree. Why waste your time on textiles at all, when antiquing is your true passion, hmm? Perhaps there are those who expect textiling of you. Maybe they've even expected that you become a textile-er since the day you were born. But if you're more about the antiquing life, then don't you owe it to yourself to do that? Um, beg your pardon. Well, it doesn't seem that they've attracted unwanted attention yet. What do you see? Dozen guards so far, not patrol. Strongest one on that door. Hmm. Yes. I do detect a faint abjuration protecting it. Curious. And you can tell from here which are the strongest guards. They all look like overstuffed suits of armor to me. A lady know these things. Hmm. What? Hmm. And why pointy ears not look at I when I speaking? Uh, It, uh, I simply find it, there is something profoundly unsettling about you in this disguise. Thought pointy ears prefer mouthy sheet twerp with yellow hairs and torture clothes. Over your usual self? Never. Well, almost never. You do tend to wear the same outfit for months on end to say nothing of your distinctive... New man, come this way. Towards us directly? Yep, stronger than other two. Look maybe like leader. Vec news left testicle. This is just what we need right now. Follow my lead exactly. Without he knows something is amiss with you. Let's not confirm... Hello, beautiful man. Suspicions? Ah, hello, milady. I do not mean to trouble you. It is no trouble at all, good sir. My companion and I... Companion? Thought I lady? The lady and I, who is also my companion, by which I mean, of course, friend... Oh, right. ...are not accustomed to attending events as lavish and formal as this, and I must apologize profusely if we have given you any cause for... No, my lord. Not at all. I only wondered if I might know your name. Me? Name? Mine? Yes. There is a way about you. I can't quite place it, but even across the hall I could tell that there is something exceptional about you. Oh, my name. Lady Aurelia of Austhill. Lady Aurelia of Austhill. Yep, that me. And the two of you are not here? That is, together? Oh, (laughs) oh! Oh, no! No! No, good sir, we are not. Then you wouldn't mind. (laughs) Well, however... I not mind. So, you chieftain guard? (laughs) Chieftain! (laughs) How clever. I am merely a chief guard, I'm afraid. (laughs) Well, gotta start somewhere. Wait, I recognize that man. And you, Lady Aurelia. Oh, just Aurelia, fine. Merrick... And you must, of course, speak with the Countess Serafina Ormond, though her interests tend toward the macabre, totemic jawbones and the like. She's in the purple feathered mask and red scarf. Thank you so much, my lady. We certainly shall. And 
Please forgive us. We've taken up so much of your time tonight. Oh, not at all. Always a pleasure to speak with a fellow connoisseur, Rowan. <laughs> and please don't fret so about your friend's profession. Textiling might be dreadful work, but I'm certain he has people to do it for him. <laughs> yes, quite. Come, let us see if the Baron has a moment for us. If I dare say so beneath his own roof, the Baron is a bit of a peculiar man. It's time you also wandered off, Benedict. Hmm, I don't remember that part of the plan. I can't work with you running your own con on me. Scram. I'm sorry, I just wanted to get to know you better. Get to know yourself better. Eat some rich people food, steal something, just not here. Fine, Merrick, but I want you to know this is a terrible date. You were raised in a church. What would you know about talking to yourself? <sighs> okay, next mark. Let's start with... Greetings, friend. Oh, hello, good sir. Apologies, but I was just on my way to speak with Lord Peyton Hendry, famous antiquarian. I hear he retires early in the evening, so I just wanted to be sure... You wish to speak with an expert on old, stolen things? Merrick? Merrick? Yes, I suppose I do. Then I would say that your expedition was a success, friend. With one small exception. You! Where you were seeking gold, instead you found steel. Hey guys, executive producer Jordan Stillman here with a quick question for you. Have you checked out our Patreon? If not, you totally should. It's an easy way to show your support and get great extras in return. Recording scripts, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, and even the original soundtrack and ad-free high-definition versions of each episode as they're available. And the more listeners who join our community, the closer we'll be to recovering our costs from season one and being able to confidently start work on a second season. Check it out at patreon.com slash theordinaryepic. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash theordinaryepic. And now, back to the show. Merrick, can you hear me? You are speaking with the buyer. Merrick! Damn it! I suppose it is a good job. Easier by far than killing for coin. But not as fun, though. It can be fun. Sometimes I meet beautiful elven women. <laughs> Bet you say that to all pointy ears. I'm not all. Your friend, for instance. Uh, was that offensive, my lord? Forgive me. I'm afraid we really must excuse ourselves. No, we not. I have offended you. I meant only that I find the lady's ears wonderfully exotic. Not just her ears, of course. Her beautiful almond eyes. Oh, you really don't have to. Please, more things. The most slender wrists. I do not mean to alarm you, but I believe that there are ne'er-do-wells about. Where? Oh, no particular... Only I wonder if there might be ne'er-do-wells about. It's a feeling I have based on nothing concrete. Regardless, perhaps you should investigate. Bet chief guards see all threats. Indeed I do. Do not worry yourself, my lord. The Baron has taken all precautions to ensure a smooth masquerade. You are well guarded tonight. Even flank? That difficult to guard. Especially your flank. Kalos, <laughs> Merrick, the buyer has a dagger pressed against my kidney. You can survive with just one. He's trained, Kalos. Highly. I can't get away. I'll be there as quickly as possible. Well, unfortunately, I fear that I really must... Sir! Why are you not on the door? There might be a problem. Go ahead. There's a known thief about. Kythorn has gone to confront him and request backup. What else? 
He's known to have dangerous friends as well. An elven sage and a troll berserker. Mage? With it? I'm sure you meant... This cut purse is known to you, my lord? I espied him earlier, a minor rapscallion. He's spent an evening or three in our jail, has a bit of a gambling problem, drinks too much lazy eye, I wouldn't worry yourself unduly. According to Kythorn, he's a person of extreme interest, having stolen something belonging to the Baron. I should hope that the presence of a troll berserker would not escape you. It sounds to me that gossip and hearsay are the only thieves about tonight. Go. Deal with it. Yes, sir. It's curious to me, my lord, that you are at one moment concerned about the presence of ne'er-do-wells, and the next convinced there are none. I find your presence extremely reassuring. Sir! What now? There's been a break in the Baron's vault! Certainly you will want to investigate that yourself? Indeed. My lady, another time. Soon, I hoping! Back about to have sex time. What that all about? I suppose you think yourself pretty clever. Not particularly. You stole my treasure, killed my men, killed more of my men, and escaped our ambush alive. Well, mostly alive. How is the elf? A little bit riddled with holes, but it might have been worse. His face is in a ruin of badly healed burns. Oh! Even at death's precipice, you're still cracking wise. I thought I was reckless. I take it then you work for the Baron? You're his buyer? Mm, in a sense. I help with the more unsavory tasks of managing a barony, acquiring things, sometimes killing the people who currently have those things. You know, I'd be pretty good at that. Is the Baron hiring? Oh! No more of your silver tongue, Merrick. I want the Godstaff piece, and I want it now. Merrick, extract yourself now. Guards are on their way. I can't. He has me. Find Benedict and get out of here. Well, uh, how many Godstaff pieces does the Baron already have? Why do you assume he does? It, it's a set, isn't it? The Baron wouldn't be much of a collector if- Not that it matters, but one other. A happy accident, really. We took it from that sweet little parish you led us to. Ours burnt off half your face. What's yours do? Charm. Oh, it's the priest. Benedict, was it? How are you? Uh, Hello, yes. I'm great. You want to put away that dagger? Yes, I do. What? Your friend and I were just catching up. He won't give me the Godstaff piece. And that's fine. And that's totally fine. It's so good to see you. Sir! Oh, that's right. I sent for you. But we're okay. There's no trouble here, is there? Definitely not. Come along. Let's not trouble these fine people anymore. Right. And I'm dreadfully sorry about stabbing you, Merrick. But you really should give me that artifact. Not today, friend. Yeah, not today. Oh, well. Another time. Benedict, always a pleasure. Yeah, you too. I got you. You're bleeding a lot. I... I'm so confused, and also bleeding a lot. I have one of those potions. Later. Did you break into the Baron's vault? Merrick, that sounds a lot like theft. All I did was follow your fine example. I stopped worrying about what others expected of me, and did what I wanted. You stole a second Godstaff piece and used it to save my life. Yeah, well, I guess I did sort of. 
Hey, told you he. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um. Wow. Wow is right. Yeah, Daniel. Yes, Queen. Oh, wait, uh, but, 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 well, is Merrick gay? Is Daniel gay? Are Merrick and Daniel gay? Is Benedict? Is Market? Are all of you? No. Which? It's it, it's a role playing game, and I was playing a role. Merrick kissed Benedict. I, I didn't kiss Benedict. I wouldn't kiss Benedict or, or Marcus. It's it's fiction. You wouldn't. Why not? I would. If 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 you all can't distinguish the difference between fiction and reality, then I then really I I really well I don't know what more I can tell you. Role playing, right? Playing a role. It's fun. We do these fun things, and they have no consequences. They don't mean and and. It's really okay, man. I think it's cool that Merrick kissed Benedict. Let's finish up the game, shall we? Having regrouped and quickly left the Baron's party without alerting any of his guards, you stand a distance away from the keep, your prize in hand, the second part of the god staff of many pieces. Well, it seems we've failed in our mission to learn more about these dangerous artifacts and have, instead, acquired more of them. I honestly can't decide if this was a tremendous victory or our worst night yet. Dak think this good night. Dak like play pretend. <laughs> I'm not dead, so it certainly could have been a worse night. I discovered I'm pretty good at thieving. That's a mixed bag of good and bad, I think. Mostly bad. But, nice date. Even got that a kiss at the, the end That was the blood loss, it. and I fell into you? Yeah. I fear the hour has grown late. Think, beautiful man, talk to Thak if Thak look like Thak? Why not? We do. But talk like man, talk to Thak. I'm certain of it. Yeah, not think so. So the buyer is our friend now. That's pretty great. Once that charm wears off, he's going to hunt us even harder than before. Eh, he'll come around... I think there's a solid foundation there for a lifelong friendship. I'm serious, Benedict. The next time he finds us, it's going to be much worse. We'll be ready. For now, let's just enjoy this. Enjoy what? We had a good night. The Ordinary Epic was created by Brandon M. Kuros and brought to life by executive producer Jordan Stillman, technical producer Brad Smith, composer Tivin Weinstock, graphic designer Haley Thurrett, and visual designer Sang Jun Lee, with additional music and music editing by Bradley Jordan and audio by Matthew Lightbound. Season 1, Episode 4, Going Rogue, was directed by Stephanie LeBolt and features the voice talents of Rachel Bellman as Emo and Pack, Caitlin Jerdrum as Athena, Noblewoman, Nobleman, Chief Guard, Male Guard, Female Guard, and The Buyer, Brandon Green as Marcus and Benedict, Michael Hisamoto as Daniel and Merrick, and Elliot Purcell as Dominic and Kalis. Extra special thanks to production assistants Neil Johnson, Liz Schultz, and Matt Kramer, and to Lois Patton for the live musical performance heard in this episode. Check out TheOrdinaryEpic.com for bonus content, original artwork, and to join our listener community. Season 1 of The Ordinary Epic is made possible in part by a grant from Neil Marsh of Eternity Cove Productions. The Ordinary Epic is copyright 2019, Coast to Home Productions, LLC. We hope you enjoyed this episode.
episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with the season's penultimate episode, Table Talk. And please, please always remember, violence will attract attention. Attention, bad. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In June of 2020, an amateur podcaster disappeared from the Carson National Forest while searching for the legendary Finn treasure. But he was adamant that he was onto something big. He was obsessed. He showed her some hand-drawn map to a treasure out in northern New Mexico. The subjective truth is part treasure hunt, part paranormal docudrama. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson. Back at home, I placed the box on the counter, and I just stared at it for a while. You'd never be able to guess its social impact on the human race by looking at its simplistic design. UFOs, ghosts, reincarnation, and liars. This is The Subjective Truth. Subscribe now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.